0: It's not just shiny. It's a glow. I can feel the warmth today.
1: You know (laughs) what? I feel a little bit better than last week, so that's probably why. And maybe it's because you have a guest sitting next to you. And maybe because it is. I do have a special guest today. Her name is Gianna Kupo. Thank you.
2: (laughs) It's great to be here as a friend and a, a listener. (laughs) <laughs> a
1: fan of the pod she's mm-hmm. a fan of the pod did you we hear that, that?
2: <laughs> your number one fan honestly i'm gonna put myself up there some people might compete with me but i'm, a, I'm gonna get that spot
0: <laughs> can't wait to have you decked out in our merch just posting it all over the place
1: i actually just gave her stickers so i'm gonna be really disappointed if she doesn't post it to me
2: on oh for so. sure gotta post it's already on the water bottle i mean <laughs> i'm decked out i'm gonna have the whole fit going
0: if you don't have a stressed pod face tattoo in like the next year, I'm going
2: to be that's very the upset. Final. Oh, that's the, that's the final one. It that's going to complete it, it all.
0: Instead of always tired, just um, stress podcast.
2: Yeah, stress podcasting. You N- podcast.
0: Never stressed.
2: <laughs> I have to start getting royalties off of it Stop. Okay, well, welcome
1: to the podcast. We're so excited to have you today. So thank thank you you for joining us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. So
1: Gianna and I have known each other for about two years now. We actually worked together at the Tennis Channel.
2: Yeah, Uh, interesting story. Interesting story.
1: And I feel like you should tell it because you tell it better than well.
2: So I've been working at the tennis channel for probably like a, a good like eight months. I feel like I've worked there a little bit longer than Jordan, but it's a good amount of time, you know. We work with really cool people, really liked people. But I was always looking for you gotta have that like one best friend at work. Mm-hmm. And sorry for the people listening, I feel like they already know, but it's is my girl Jordan. Um, but I was like I didn't I sat close to her, didn't sit right next to her, but I was like, I don't really know this chick. Like, I don't know about her. I know she played tennis. Like I got to know a little bit about her. But it wasn't until there was one significant moment, and
1: it, it actually took like a few weeks, probably it took maybe a, like while. a couple months, actually, mm-hmm. like
2: maybe three a months.
1: defining moment. And yeah, was a we weren't really talking moment. at all up until this. But point, I think it
2: was, if I can remember this right, it was probably during a team meeting. I'm pretty sure it was sure. a team meeting, and I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I just remember something with the word boba came into the matter. These
1: balls confused me a time. I don't know whether to swallow them or just like. Let him hang out in my mouth.
2: Why am I not surprised? No, it's not shocking at all for either of us, honestly. But someone said something about Boba. One of us said Boba. And I turned to her and I said, Oh, so you like Boba? And she goes, Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you know, there's one down the street. And she was like, Yeah. And, uh, then... in the rest is history. <laughs> just in the middle of a whole team meeting. Today. Now, I love boba.
1: I am a boba addict.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was during the meeting, and we're talking about boba. So back to content. Um,
2: <laughs> but uh, ever since then, we would, we'd schedule... We had on our Outlook calendar these boba meetings. So everyone yeah. in the company could see it would say boba meeting and we would go walk to get boba oh. like it was, Every it was
0: that's so, so cute
2: and, um, <laughs> by the time we went so many times i had to tell her you know what um we only go to one place because that's the only place that was close and uh, at oh, that, I that point i was sense. like i'm getting a little nauseous from ordering the same thing <laughs> over and over again yeah, we, both we need some to-
0: change in our life
2: i need a change in the way that I um But I'd I'd say the boba was a good defining moment, and then on top of, we're both Aries queens.
1: (laughs) Turquoise, shut the
0: up! Sorry, Reach Blackout. Naomi Campbell taught me ujjayi breath.
2: Aries queens, hello. my Zodiac peeps out there.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, That
2: was another great one, and we both are really avid pin collectors. We We love, and we love Disneyland. That really took us over the top too. and she got Alex, if out. you want to see, like, you know, a we have weird things. I think
0: common. I think you guys have more in common than Jordan and I do.
2: <laughs> no, sometimes I have more in common than people I've with Jordan than my friends of like twenty years. <laughs> but it's just, it's like, you know, I'll always say, getting Jordan like a birthday present or a Christmas present is so easy because I'm like, what would I buy myself? Exactly, Literally, it's like the same thing. It's the same exact <laughs> thing. So those, yeah. I think, those like really. Weirdly unique and uh, um, common uh, things that we had, these qualities really <laughs> took our friendship over the edge. On top of the fact that we both played tennis in college, too. yes, yes, so we had some so was a which I know was Alex is the queen too. of the court. Back I was a queen in the queen of not now anymore, not with this 80 year old hip <laughs> going on. <laughs> Everyone that knows me knows my hip is gone,
0: <laughs> hipless.
2: Yeah, I am <laughs> at this <laughs> point. I think it'd be better if I wasn't playing. Stop. <laughs> but um yeah, I think anyone you meet that played uh collegiate sport on any level, you can definitely you have things in common with for sure. So that really yeah. took our friendship over the edge. And uh as we sit here right now, we have Boba side to side on this desk with us. So which is here
0: I'd it say is, say I'm so <laughs> happy for both of you.
1: Yeah, it's something. It's special. no,
0: it's this. This connection is is really cool to see because I think some of the best ones we make are with the people we expect to have those connections with the least. For yeah. sure. Like you guys sat next for to sure. each other. You yeah. didn't know.
1: Yes, yeah, for like a couple I, months. Yeah, I was we say, like I didn't.
2: didn't yeah. I didn't think we like. Not like. Yeah. We, and it took
1: one thing. One,
2: but yeah, I just don't. There's some people you can really like. You look at their, say, like clothes and you have similar fashion and that kind of stuff. Not like yeah. we, you're more fashionable <laughs> But it's, it's some people, you know, just from looking at them that you might have something in common. But I feel like Jordan and I didn't really interact that much. Like we interacted on a professional, normal basis like you would at a job. But right. then once we were like, oh, we have these really random, strange things in <laughs> common. Then it like went. And even it goes back to Jordan and I talking about how we played like the same junior tournaments and I was like I wonder if we ever were like I know Jordan's a little older than I am but I just wonder at any point if we were at the same venue like playing (laughs) had to
1: be well that's kind of similar to us too right right all these national tournaments we're at the same tournaments all the time and never played against each other Mm -hmm. and like I don't even remember seeing you I remember seeing your names in the draw but other than that nothing like
0: I would rarely if if I would see you, I'd rarely see you, and I'd be like, "That's that one girl. She's so fit."
1: Oh my god! Jordan's so like much.
0: Jordan's like hovering the ground. She's not even standing.
1: She just flies like an angel. And Isn't that's that why trigger? that's why we're best friends. So. <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Only you think that, so thank you. That was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Like what am I Roger Better? <laughs> it's like I'll the girl version. I'll take yeah.
0: it. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. So your connection allowed you guys to get closer than you would with a normal coworker, right? Like you're not just work friends. Work besties. You're close friends outside of work. So I guess when was You had that defining moment where you guys were like, oh, my gosh, we click. But then when did you have that moment where you felt your friendship kind of went a little deeper, I guess, Mm -hmm. with getting to know each other's stories?
2: Mm -hmm. I think I can answer this one. I think that from – I'd say when we would – funny enough when we would do those boba meetings <laughs> that were not meetings uh sorry for anyone listening that's what we were doing during those 30 minutes <laughs> we would walk I feel like everyone
1: from work now. oh everyone meeting. knew
0: you're fired but,
2: yeah. <laughs> i'm going to get um going to get an email tomorrow but, <laughs> so, so when we would have those little like boba meetings i think cuz we would how visually anyone listening could see this is uh we it was walking distance from our work so we would take like 10 minutes to walk there we'd order we'd like walk around it was a little complex and then we'd come back so it was a little Mm. little lunch break for us and I think from those times like doing it so many times you start to like tell stories to each other and you start to open up more so I think Mm. for me at least it was definitely like we were doing that it was like every week Sometimes every, you every would, week. sometimes you'd ask me to go like three times in a week. And I was like, well, I'm, gonna I, know. Up, <laughs> I so. was going to say
1: like, no lie. It was three times a
2: week.
0: Like, the addiction was, was real.
2: It was every day I was at work. So, and especially when you, it's just like the two of you in any friendship when there's just you and another person and you really are like starting to vibe with each other. And you can tell that pretty quickly. I think a lot of people can. That's when I think you start to open up more because in a group setting, it, it can be hard to just be like, okay, and let me tell you about my life trauma. <laughs> like especially, yeah. especially in the workplace. Yeah, like, that's a not. iffy one. And you know, we work we work on this, we're in the same department too. We both work in the social media side of things. So we do have that interest in common as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so after a lot of talking a lot of things in common you just start to feel like I can open up to this person and I can Mm -hmm. talk about more about my life
1: definitely definitely but I do I do remember the day where you where I thought you were gonna tell me something like super (laughs) dramatic I was waiting for her to have like a disease or something like I remember my my heart was like (laughs) was racing pounding Because the way she said it, though, was a thing. It was like...
2: I'm sorry I scared you. It was so dramatic. (laughs) She was like,
1: I... What did how you say? I have to tell you Or there's something (laughs) I have to
2: tell you. I was like, I want to inform you of this. (laughs) As if I was going to tell you that, yeah, I was dying. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, which I think we'll go into this episode now with this, is for me, um, it's very uncomfortable and it's a hard thing and I think anyone that is LGBT plus can relate to this to come out to somebody it takes a lot out of you and sometimes you know people can tell and it's a lot easier and it's honestly it's way easier when people come to me and say oh sorry, are you gay and I'm like yeah <laughs> that's like then, way easier for me when people know they can tell already yeah, but even yeah, yeah. other there's people we work with that are also LGBT. And even mm-hmm. at that point, like there was some, it was hard for me to say that to people. I'm sure there's people that could listen to this right now that do not know or that I haven't said because it, it does take a lot out of somebody to come out over and over and over again. Yeah. So I unfortunately did sound like I had a disease <laughs> when I told her and that I was dying, but I just wanted to let her know that I'm gay. So. And so, it just
1: it makes me so sad to think that you have to feel that way like oh I have to tell you this or yeah. like you know even having to go through that process of like just saying mm-hmm. like who you are as a person like that has to be something you have to yeah to tell me in that kind of way
2: yeah it's definitely. I,
1: I remember you made a comment too. You were like, "You seem cool too." So <laughs>
2: I did say you that. You seem
1: cool. So I'm gonna. I am gonna tell you. I this. literally
2: <laughs> probably said something like, "I feel like the vibes between us are good." So I'm gonna tell you this, which is also another horrible way to say it. <laughs> but you know, once you've done it so many times, you start to get kind of creative. I'm like, "What if I said this phrase?" But every time, it's still, mm-hmm. it's honestly a little nerve wracking every time. You can someone could be so progressive and so cool and. Just, yeah. like, someone could be gay, too, and you're still like, okay, she, like, this like, is heavy. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, yeah, that was, I think, from going back from all our walks and stuff like that, I could really vibe with Jordan. I know people use that word <laughs> unironically, yeah. too, but um, I really enjoyed the vibes between us, so that's yeah. how I knew, but it took, it took a while, like, it was a, it was a few months of us. Definitely,
1: yeah, definitely a few months at that point. Yeah. Until you, yeah, until you told me that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I guess I want to, I want to understand why you felt like it was important to tell Jordan mm-hmm. that.
2: Um, you know, I think it, you get to a point in your friendship with someone, especially for me, it's almost harder to come out to people when you've known them l- for longer, um, which I think... Mm-hmm with any kind of, I don't want to say like trauma, cause it's not, it's not always a trauma, but anything deep about you as a person, I've always believed it's almost easier to say that to strangers than it is to say that. And I think everyone can understand that, but it's, it's harder to say Absolutely. that to people you've mm-hmm. known for a long time. So that's why I like at all in the workplace specifically at all my other jobs, it like, would be slowly I, I haven't worked that much either I'm not that old I'm yeah, younger yeah. than Jordan so but all my other jobs like I didn't feel like I was in a place where I even worked with people close to my age so that made it kind of hard too I mean I worked um in college for a little bit as like an intern at a marketing company It was very small was family owned and I was the youngest one there. Like my friend at work, quote unquote, was like 35 at the time and I was like 21. Oh so wow. yeah, she was like a mother a of
1: difference.
2: two. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they always say there's always one job where you're like friends with like a full mom. And that's it. and you're like 20 years old. So that was my mine. job. Yes. I love her too, but it just wasn't <laughs> for real. It wasn't, it just didn't never felt to me, like, the place to say that. So when I got to Tennis Channel mm-hmm. and I felt like there were a lot of young, open, progressive voices, it made me say things to people quicker.
1: Okay. So um, you felt just more comfortable, yeah. would you say, in that? Okay. But it
2: still takes, like, I didn't come to Tennis Channel and say, like, hey, everyone, like, I'm Gianna, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, like, <laughs> it never is that. Like, it still takes, like, so long um, to say something to people. And it's so awkward to, to say it too. So I just, it's like, it's weird. You, I, a lot of my friends that are gay have said, it's almost easier when someone just asks you, or they just know, they can tell. Like, it's easier. It's almost easier too. I've had, which I know we can dive into this, <laughs> people in like college too, that just like found out from somebody else and I was like, that's good that you know. Like, I don't have to do it. <laughs> this
0: is much easier.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it made that much easier. But I think it, for every person, it's definitely different. Mm.
1: Um, have you ever had a bad experience where you do tell someone and it's a negative reaction or anything like that?
2: I have not, which is a shock. I haven't to say it on a homophobic standpoint, Mm. I thankfully have not experienced that much in my life. Um, And it's probably, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, I can't say that for everybody, but it's definitely the people that you surround yourself with. Um, But I think the hardest thing for most people is coming out to their parents. I know that was like hard for me. Um, But other than, my parents are like, fine with it but
1: yeah it's but that's not always but that's not always the case
2: and I know people that it's been very different for them in their experience and I feel horrible um, Mm -hmm. about that but I also know people that told their parents when they were like nine and they were like yeah we knew it's like it's crazy the stories (sighs) but I thankfully have not experienced anything bad Um, but we do live in Los Angeles which is a very progressive area and I can't imagine living somewhere that is not as progressive and trying to like live this Mm -hmm. life I know that it would make it harder definitely definitely
0: what what age did you tell your parents
2: um I kind like I personally struggled with it for a while which I can definitely go into depth more about but to answer that immediately I didn't tell them until I was like in my later teens, um, and they kind of like, which I still joke about with them because they like <laughs> didn't know, and I and all my like best friend and her mom were like, "What do you mean you didn't know?" I'm <laughs> like, oh my God. and again, I don't think a lot of people. Oh. It depends on who you are. Can tell off the bat if I am or not just by looking at me. Yeah, um, but
1: I did not. Yeah. See, other people have
2: told me the opposite. So that's why I think it really (laughs) depends on, but it's a lot of other like gay women. They'll be like, oh, I had a feeling. But I think in that sense, like I can tell what other people are. But yeah, for my parents, they didn't really like find out until I was a teenager. And we like dealt with that. And then when I went to college, then I think they like came more to terms with it. Um, And now I'm 25 i had to think about that oh my, oh my god she's an old woman <laughs> i'm an old lady now and
0: what are we I know. <laughs> um
1: on our uh-
2: rape grannies
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah so it's been it's been a while now and they're totally cool with it um but even for them i mean it takes they're, they're liberal people mm. um but it's still you know it takes people a while even if they yeah. are fine with it to just because i think a lot of per like parents mm-hmm. for them, even if you are very progressive, you still fear that your child is going to face homophobia. Yeah. And I know yeah. that's really hard, but it's I've explained it to especially I've talked to my mom a lot about this. And I've explained it that like you a lot of gay people, and I can definitely say this for myself, mm-hmm. you struggle with hating yourself for like a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's like at, you get to the point where you're like, I've hated myself for so long that I could give less of a shit about, like, who, you know what I mean? About who hates me, and that's when you're like, I don't care. I like, don't I care don't anymore. care anymore. It's
0: almost like freedom. Yeah. A sense of freedom. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I could be.
2: I know some people that never really went through that. Like, they just accepted it straight off the bat, and they just were, like, "It's this is normal how I feel, and they didn't think anything of it. But I can definitely say 100% I was not that person. Yeah, so,
1: okay, what I kind of want to know is, like, that, that process, like, when you started to just, like, realize, you know, like, wait, I like women, and, like, yeah. you know, like, start to having, I don't know, these thoughts, and... Yeah,
2: the process yeah. of self-discovery, but, as I like to talk well, about yeah, it. yeah, <laughs>
1: becoming you, and, yeah. like, who you are, your identity just learning and growing who you are. I want to kind of know what that process was.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think um, I always tell people, because people have asked me like the the basic question that every gay person gets, how did you know? Like, when did you know? Like, was Mm -hmm. there a moment? And when I look back at it now, at this age, I can tell that there were moments. But in those moments, I didn't know they were moments. I just was like, kind of like, what is this? What, like, what kind? So I think around the age of, like, 13, 14 mm-hmm. was when I started to think, like, a different way towards women. But there were so many years after that that I just assumed, like, everyone was thinking this way. <laughs> oh, because it's, it's, that's like... so
0: interesting, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not like I knew straight off the bat I'm sexually attracted to women. Like, that's not what I was thinking. I just was, like, I really liked certain, like, actresses. Like, a <laughs> this is very embarrassing. Please, please tell the <laughs> Yeah.
0: Tell us more.
2: I always tell people... <laughs> This will this will be the funniest <laughs> part of this is I always tell people that um, unfortunately Twilight was my like coming oh. out story. You
1: better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because when I <laughs> I can put I can put into play, I know so okay. much. I'm a Twilight fiend. Yes. I, <laughs> she is. I can we'll watch Twilight at any hour of the day, <laughs> every, <laughs> Oh my god, twenty twenty covid lockdown i watched like three times like all the way through um but whoa another a- <laughs> my what's that tlc show like my like obsession or whatever or Secret. oh what is that yeah my my strange addiction my strange addiction, my strange addiction. that's, strange addiction. Will be an- a- a that's dip- terrifying for us talking about this <laughs> but um i always yeah i do say it was twilight because i distinctly remember going to see that first movie 2008 yes i know all the dates too i'm sorry <laughs> 2008, and, like, my friends forced me to see it. I think I was, like, maybe 11 or 12 at this time, if I'm remembering my damn age, right? But – and I just, you know, didn't think anything of it. Then I went to see New Moon. I see the next one. And for some reason, I had this, like, inner hatred for Kristen Stewart, like, for so long. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know this part. No, yeah. I literally, like, it was to the point where if you see this from the outside, you would have been, like – she is just in love with Kristen Stewart because this is obviously what it was I had a computer in eighth grade and I would just collect photos and like send them to people and I was like I hate like her eyebrows like it was like the weirdest thing <laughs> I was
0: I was okay. gonna say you kind of remind me of her a little
2: oh my god thank you so much because <laughs> once once you said
0: twilight once you said twilight I looked at you and I was
1: like wait
2: Oh my God, that's the best Kristen? compliment anyone's Is given. Is that Just you kidding? We lied. It's Kristen Stewart <laughs> on the podcast today. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but um, I always will say it as when I went to see Eclipse. That was like the moment that I was like, "Wait a second. I think I was around like maybe fifteen or sixteen. It had to be around that time. No, maybe I'd say fifteen at the most. I saw it and I was like, "Hold up a second! Do I hate this girl?" Because I'm attracted to her, like it started to 99. click. Well, maybe I shouldn't be dating such an old man. And I yes, still repressed I it. So that's um, a big part lost. of what we were talking yeah. about. I still went through that phase where I just pretended like nothing was there. And I remember saying to myself at that age, again, <laughs> on my computer with my hundreds of photos, I had a <laughs> photo, photo album for like um, actresses. Mm-hmm. and I remember saying to myself, if I collect more actress photos than actors, there's, they're definitely a little gay going on here. <laughs> and that was my, that was my, yes.
1: <laughs> that was the defining moment. That defining
2: moment. <laughs> no, for real. And there's then I something got something to- up here. I got to that point where there were more. people. how old? Were- Sixteen. I was, I was around the like 16, 15, 16, 17 were like the ages from that age range okay. where I started to like really, which it's looking back at it and telling the stories now, it's funny. It's really funny to look back at it. But in those moments, there were so many times I was like almost depressed for, but it's just because I was repressing my feelings and I didn't know how to talk about it with people. I didn't know a lot of people that were gay Um, I didn't go to school with anyone. Like even to this Mm -hmm, day, mm -hmm. I was talking about it with my best friend and she was like, are there even any like lesbians that you went to high school with? And I was like, I literally don't know any, like, that's not, so that was really hard for me to understand what was happening. Like I didn't really get what was going on and then I couldn't talk about it with people. Um, so I had to kind of figure it out myself, which made
1: that I, makes things a lot harder if you yeah. don't have anyone on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to at least,
2: yeah. to communicate to. That's yeah. that's really hard. I think it makes the whole self-hatred phase a lot more, um, like, distinct. And I was going to say, yeah. In of that intense. Intense, yeah. yeah. It makes it a lot harder so, to get over. But
1: why did it translate over into, like, hate? just because you were having these feelings, like how did that mm-hmm. even
2: get to the point of like, I hate myself? I think or- it, I don't know if like exactly when I say the self-hatred thing, I, it wasn't like I sat there and was like, I hate myself like mm-hmm. journaling. Like that wasn't really, you know what was going on, but it was more confusion um, and trying. Cause at that point in high school, as everyone is, everyone's trying to get a boyfriend. That was another big factor for me. And mm-hmm. there were, People I was friends with that I look back at now, guys, that I realized, like, I would try to force myself to like in an emotional, connect, like, emotional capacity physical, kind yeah. of way. Yeah. And it just, I would always wonder why it wasn't there. Like, that was kind of, and I didn't even, I don't think at that, that moment in life, I really understood what was happening. I just would be like, oh, well, all my friends like these guys. So I should like these guys. Or all my exactly. friends dress a certain way. So I should dress that way. And that was like so long for me where I look back on it now. And I was just thinking about this before we started recording. I look back on it now and I just wonder, it like, what would have happened if that wasn't going on? Like, I wish I could redo that. I know. How would it would have been? Because like, it just... would have been a lot easier to understand, mm. especially having other like LGBT people around you that I know now. Did you
1: have a best friend, though, at this time at all? Like, anyone that you felt close enough to that you could actually tell or say something to?
2: I think that question goes a lot with, um, like, how I started to come to terms with it. I was really big on, like, Tumblr. Like, not personally big, but I was really, I was really a Tumblr person, and I, had a lot of friends like some that I still talk to to this day um from all over the world and it's just funny how a lot of the people I still talk to today they weren't gay when we started talking but are gay now so it's like having that community kind of where you all are like the same age and you all are trying to understand what's happening Mm. that was a big part of uh me coming to terms with okay, myself okay. and i think like tumblr then translated over to twitter that was like my next outlet and i met, i've met people on twitter i've like have friends that i go to comic con with still oh to this day they're all gay um and so Wait, having and that, you met them through yeah we've all twitter. like i one of my friends um that she's gay we were going to the same uh like taping for a show And we were tweeting about it. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, I'm also going to that taping. And she was like, oh, I'm not going with anyone. I was bringing my friend. But she was like, can I like sit with you guys? I was like, yeah. And she is like, I talk to her like every day. Like we like, yeah. And she had friends from Tumblr. And then we had another friend that we met at the taping and we all go to Comic-Con together. So it's like that kind of
0: that's adorable
2: that gay grouping <laughs> oh my god it's just yeah that's so nice yeah that's, that's so what really like helped so I'd say okay. I my like close friends too definitely helped like I mean I've my best friend I've been friends with since we were like five um and we talked about so much like mostly everything I'd say about our lives yeah. so she she always like kind of knew and when I said it she was like Oh I've known. So she was totally yeah, she was totally fine with it. All my friends are like definitely fine with it, but I'd say that internet strangely mm. was the one that helped me the most because that's where I that's talked It's
1: so interesting that you say that yeah. because I feel like the internet is such a toxic place, but I know. that's where yeah. But
2: mm. yeah, definitely the people I met, I should say on the internet and kind mm. of being the same age as me and some people that already like knew they were gay and I would like ask like oh and like what is this and what like it's just kind of like feeling out the situation yeah and definitely. that really kind because you know there's also the side of it where you go on the internet and type in like one problem you have and then like here's like 20 disorders yeah so, yeah I went did you ever well. do that I oh yeah did you ever
1: go on google and oh yeah I looked typing. up so
2: many like sexualities and I would just like start picking some sometimes like and I was at this point I'm like I was not like I went by bisexual for a long time and yeah. I told people I was and even my first year of college when well, I yeah you went on dates
1: with guys and you I wouldn't went I wouldn't that. really
2: call it that <laughs> <Jordan> <laughs> okay <to> say that. <laughs> okay whoa, what whoa, would whoa. you call it um I'd say My, so my background with men is I had a (laughs) boyfriend in seventh grade for a month. um, And then I broke up. So long-term. I know. um, (laughs) Only held hands, as you do in seventh grade. um, And (laughs) broke up with him because he annoyed me, um, which I found out, I think, that's just, like, me with interacting with, like, men on an emotional level. After, like, a month, I'm like, and I don't like it. I'm anymore. annoyed. <laughs> so I should, have, I should have been able to tell by the, like, short attention span I had for men that I did not like them in a relationship <laughs> setting. Um, so when I was in high school for uh, most of the time, I had really good male friends, and I think – You know, Jordan likes to say that I dated people. I didn't date people. I don't want anyone getting that impression. Um, I think I went on like one quote unquote date to like golfing that I didn't know was a date. I don't think it really was a date. I think it was just my male friend paid for me. And then after that, he was like, should we date? And I was like, that's not what's going on here. Probably (laughs) not the
0: next step.
2: But (laughs) for, For me, I had a lot of like solid male friends in high school. Um, that I don't talk to anymore, but (laughs) I had them in high school and I, I've said this to Jordan when we've talked about this, that I, for me, it was almost like I was tricking myself because I thought because they were really good friends, that meant that I should pursue them in a relationship or emotional way Mm -hmm. or even that Mm -hmm. I was attracted to them. Like, I really – Like, you should feel something more. Yeah. And I really thought that sometimes, like, I thought I was. But looking back at it now and the experiences I've had now, I was, like, I was not attracted to them at all. Mm -hmm. I even had, like, one friend that said, like, oh, you, like, didn't even want me to, like, kiss you or anything. Like, that's – you always – like, I would talk about, like, oh, we should date, but, like, don't touch me. (laughs) Don't you dare touch me! Stand back! <laughs> was like, like, do not even look at me. Like it was so. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> you say that? That's hilarious. Don't touch me. <laughs> so I think. Don't look at me. <laughs> More so, it was like my mind was tricking my, like, tricking me and to thinking that that's what it was. And a lot of it also came from the type of people that I was with. A lot of people, again, I didn't know a lot of gay people, so everyone was straight. Everyone it was this is like two thousand ten and everyone's wearing a crop top from urban outfitters. So that's the kind of I was it's I'm at Universal City Walk, it's fifty degrees and I'm in a crop top no, and shorts. She's not. So which, you know, podcasts, so people listen, but knowing me now, I think Jordan can say I don't think she can imagine me. In the I, can't. I, just, I can't. I <laughs> just but <laughs> Honestly I would love to see. You. I know, I should bring it back, seriously my mom was always like why it's 50 degrees outside why are you wearing a crop top I was like you gotta do me wait were you also wearing the (laughs) crop top I did not have real Uggs but I did not wear the Uggs with a crop top no but that just even just dressing goes into being surrounded by people that were all unfortunately predominantly white and predominantly straight just makes you believe that oh, all my friends feel this way and everyone I know in high school feels this way. So that means I too should feel this way when really I did not feel anything. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think the men thing, that's what really made me be like, reevaluate that. And I didn't reevaluate it until like years later.
1: Would you even say at that time, like the friends that you were
2: surrounded by, were you just trying to fit
1: in with that group? Or do you think- they were actually genuinely your friends, or were you just more so trying to, like, create this Mm -hmm. image to fit in with them, you know, that kind of thing?
2: Um, I unfortunately don't talk to a lot of people from high school anymore, but I still think they were a lot of, I, I could tell who my genuine friends were, um, but I do think that, I think, you know, personality-wise and humor-wise, I'm still very much the same person, but in a standpoint of, um, self-identity and Mm -hmm. digging into yourself. I'm definitely not the same person. And even, so I live in the same area that my high school was in now. And even when I see people, I don't think they recognize me. I know I look a little (laughs) different than high school, but which is kind of nice. I'm like, please actually don't recognize me (laughs) at all. (laughs) Um, But I do have one friend still from high school that I hang out with. Um, And so she was definitely obviously a a genuine (laughs) friend. Um, But yeah, I think I made genuine connections with people, but especially the guys that I was friends with, it kind of, which plays into my understanding now that I wasn't really attracted to them or like emotionally connected with them because there was always a point where it dropped off. And I didn't really care that much. Like, yeah, I think you were never
1: like disappointed.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you really like genuinely like somebody, you want to date them. And then when you just stop talking to them, <laughs> you're a little disappointed. But yeah. I was just like, oh, there they are. <laughs> like, it there definitely they go. <laughs> affects you 100%. Affects yeah. So, you. so, yeah, for me, that's a sign. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, yeah, that was really a part of it, noticing that like I, it's not like I genuinely didn't care about them but as it fizzled out and especially towards the end of high school I just was like oh well there it goes right Um, right but I do think I made genuine connections
1: and then when you went to college how was that
2: yeah so my college experience I think definitely shaped a lot of who I am today um with my sexuality because I got to be in pride clubs all four years of college um I went to two different colleges but my first one really shaped me as a person it was up above San Francisco a very diverse city as most people know it and I I was one of like two white people in my friend group which was very interesting for me I had a lot of asian friends um, I am my best friend is black too. So that like helped a little bit. But I like met more black people. Um, I met a lot of Asian people, I met a lot of like Latina girls, like that. So this was like really your first time being surrounded by yeah. a, Just
0: exposed to different diverse, cultures. Yeah. Because yeah. as people. as people
2: know, the like the valley of Los Angeles is very predominantly white. Um in the schools. I went to a Catholic high school, so those schools are very much predominantly white, which I'm also white. But you know, it does. <laughs> Wait, you are. I know, right? I'm. <laughs> I am Italian, yes. Um, but it it does it does change you as a person when you get to learn about people's diverse stories, and especially being near San Francisco, a lot of people at my school were in some kind of LGBT on the spectrum.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. and. The school that I went to was actually it used to be an all girls school, um, and then it changed to coed, so it was like seventy percent women, which I think also That's amazing which, yeah, meeting a lot of gay women like changed yeah. for sure yes. even even at that point, that was a point where I still was also um, like the first year I was like oh i'm like i'm John and i'm bisexual. I would say that like in Pride Club. And then oh. I just started realizing like through the year, I was like, I don't think, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like,
1: So do you think at that time too, like you were still struggling with like finding who you are because you were saying I'm bisexual, yeah. you know, like.
2: I don't think it was that point. I think was, I'd say more of the self acceptance. Like I definitely accepted myself as say liking women and men. Like that was really okay, what I so, felt. Yeah. So I was. I was okay with liking women and then the more gay women that were were gay that I met just helped more and more be like oh well I've like never experienced an attraction towards mm-hmm. women, so why am I and I think I think people get this is an interesting thing to discuss I think people a lot of people get confused when you say like male celebrities but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're like attracted to real life men, I think it's something that's discussed a lot online. I see it discussed plenty of times on Twitter because I don't get me wrong. Like I love Robert Pattinson. I,
1: I feel very
0: protective of
2: you. Like that's, that's the man of <laughs> my <laughs> choice. You do Bring it back. I love Robert Pattinson. I love Logan Lerman. I still love that man. I think he's gorgeous. Um, I love really random men, but like I love my K-pop boys. Okay, wait. <laughs> can I ask you this yeah. then? Like, if Robert Patterson
1: was here <laughs> and you were not in a relationship, you know, like, and he was when like I right in front him. of me, would oh you,
2: would you? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm not sexually attracted to Robert Patterson. It's
0: well, still a no. It's I know. Still she's a no. To get
2: it out of me. <laughs> um, no, it's still. But I would form a great, weird, emotional connection. Oh,
0: I just want to try one thing.
3: You stay very still. <laughs> it would be weird. Yeah. It would be weird. That's for Yeah, sure. you kind
2: of look like a little bit of a lizard, and I absolutely oh. love that.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> would, you,
0: would you say you've reached that point now where you have a true sense of, like, self-love and self-acceptance?
2: Yeah, totally. i definitely say right now, sitting here at the age of 25, I've definitely fully... Accepted myself and gotten to the point where I think hopefully a lot of people got to where they just kind of say like Screw it. Like it's like I'm gonna love myself Because it's the famous like RuPaul line like if you can't love yourself. How the hell are you gonna love anybody else? And Remember if you can't love yourself
0: How in the hell are you gonna love somebody that's, else? That's really
2: the truth like you it do have true. to accept yourself and love yourself before you can give love to anybody else even friends Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, I I am at the point where I'm fully comfortable with, like, who I am as a person, how even how I dress. Like, I'm not someone that has ever liked to wear dresses. I was always really uncomfortable in them. And even more so now, I've seen myself go through the phases of, say, dressing, like, more on the masculine side Mm -hmm. and thinking that was the right choice and throughout college like that's when things were changing but I think I've gotten like full circle now to the point where I'm like this is me this is what I look like this is how I act these are the things I say and like that's it this is me and yeah I spent a long time in high school and even first into college um like fooling myself into thinking I have friends that looked and acted and dressed this way and did talk to like this to boys and like this kind of stuff and that's what I need to do and it's just you look back on it now and you're like I think everyone looks back on their teenage years and we're like first of all why was I like depressed when all I did was go to school (laughs) like why was it why was it so depressing for some reason um but it's almost like it's such a waste of time but I also but not. I don't like, regret it because you're yeah. going
1: through these experiences yeah. you're learning you're growing into the person that you are today so mm-hmm. all those events helped shape you to where you are now so totally it's definitely not like a waste of time you know yeah. like you wasted yeah. time
2: no because, totally yeah. I wish the things like could have per se been a little easier or different um especially again definitely. with knowing more gay people I think it would have been a little easier to come out to myself, mm-hmm. but um, but it's I good wouldn't though, change because it because you so. are
1: still young too. Like, oh, yeah. I'm worried for those people that are like they still are just going back and forth and mm-hmm. like questioning mm-hmm. themselves, hating themselves too, and yeah. they might not ever figure it out. Remember when he mentioned it mm-hmm. in the last podcast? Seven year, eight year relationship. You're married to this person. And then all of a sudden, you find out your husband is cheating on you with another guy,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and it's like, yeah.
1: I mean, he was gay this entire time in a marriage, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're faking who you are this whole time just to like fit in with.
2: And it's sad. It's sad to think about that people feel like they need to go to the extent of marriage. And for me, marriage was something I, I, and I saw a tweet about this, and it made me laugh too. That thinking about marriage with a man in high school and stuff, I always was like, I don't want to get married and like I don't want that, blah, blah. And I just thought I didn't want to get married. But now I'm like, can't wait to be Miss Wife. <laughs> like I'm like obsessed with like a wedding. Like, but I think it's cause you cause you it just wasn't the right part. Like it wasn't it, it right wasn't the right choice for you. That's what it is. And I know a lot of gay women, like, they go through that too. It's like the compulsory heterosexuality where you're surrounded by that, so you think that that's what you should be, and you think even the celebrity thing like, even liking male celebrities, you're like, Oh, I like them, so that so wait, means I'm straight. Yeah, when it's like, No, you can definitely, and I think straight women can. Well, understand I was gonna say too. it's the same for yeah. straight women,
1: like for me too. Like, I can say another girl yes, is gorgeous yes. or pretty or beautiful, like, I can say these things, you know, too. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people forget about that factor too. It is, it's, it's very similar. And even, even gay men, like they love like drag queens and stuff like that, but that doesn't make them like any less gay. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. people talk Mm -hmm. about that too. And I think it is hard. It's harder for lesbians because people do think that as soon as you, like I, I'm big K-pop fan. (laughs) It's embarrassing. But, and Jordan knows this and I have, I like collect photo cards of like my favorite like group and my favorite member, and I love him. Like shout shout out to Vernon, seventeen. I love him. I love that. He's my baby boy. I
1: love him. Every time I see your stories <laughs> on Instagram, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Oh, I just share all the loves in <laughs> my
2: life, but again, I'm not, I've never thought about any of those people, like, in a sexual attraction way. Like, I've never been like, oh, if I had the chance to, like, kiss them, like, I'm just like, oh, they're so cute. Like, I just want to, yes, like, hug them and, yes. like, it's so cute. Like, it's that kind of way. So. And that's the same
1: thing for any human being.
2: Yeah, exactly. Any
1: human being. Like, you can like a person but not be mm-hmm. sexually attracted to them, you know? And,
0: well, yeah. and and that's and that's kind of, what I wanted to say is that's a great point. And I think this whole lesson that you've learned and this whole journey you've had of self discovery is important to, to share. And I appreciate like your courage and who you are and who you've become. And I'm sure you're very, you know, proud of yourself because you should be, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's so important for anyone listening to no matter what kind of struggle you're going through, whether it is, needing to come out and wanting to and struggling, going back and forth with that or something else. Just understanding that ultimately you have one life, you have one body, mm-hmm. and this is all you get at the end of the day. And um, just being true to you, whatever that may mean.
2: Yeah. Yes. I think that goes, and that definitely goes way past sexuality for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, just can be anyone. Um, anyone. Just, I think when you really Feel that you know yourself the best is when you also feel the happiest Um, And I can definitely say that that like brought me To being happier is when I accepted myself and then Especially again meeting other people like community is such a big thing and Nowadays I see so many people in gen z that are So open to all different sexualities and all different genders and everything and it is nice to see that more people are it's almost like accepting mm-hmm. of it, whether or not that stand true across like per se the whole country. But it, it is nice to, at least online, see a lot of people be open about who they are and where they've come from and their struggles. And just, I think at a younger age, again, my experiences definitely shaped who I am. But I would say for people that are younger, it's to find that community and find that self, like sense of belonging yeah. to something that really helps you in the long run accept Mm -hmm. who you are. Exactly. I think that just stands true for any human being, honestly. I I think
1: it yeah it is true. It's really about who you surround yourself by. I mean that group of people can really just help you in so many different ways. And we talked about this so many times on the podcast now, but Mm -hmm. it's so important to have you don't have to have a large group of friends, but just someone you know, to be there for you and to, to talk to and to get through life with, honestly. Yeah. They just
0: accept your authentic self.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. That's, that's like a hundred percent the way to put it is your authentic self. And I just think at, at this point in my life, the things I've gone through, I think, I'm sure you guys can say it too. It's like, there's, there's no point in not being your authentic self. Like, it's just not, it's not worth it at this point. I know that some people definitely struggle with, things like their sexuality and when they're in smaller towns and smaller places where they might not know people. But Mm -hmm. I think like the only thing I could say is that there will definitely come a time where you are able to open up to people. And there definitely like will be a time where you do know gay people. Like that's what I would have told myself if I could talk to my like younger self. Like there will be a time where like you have like 10 gay friends. (laughs) Like that will like Mm -hmm. come Mm -hmm. and it will you can start to like you say things and you're like oh my god me too (laughs) open
1: up and have someone that's like on the same page as you someone that understands you and Mm -hmm. where you're coming from
2: yeah yeah but it's it's nice to feel that kind of belonging and sense of community with people and I I hope that everybody can have that in one way or the other but I know that right here you guys have it so at least we do it's nice to listen to that on stress podcast yes we do
0: (laughs) the safe safe space
1: <laughs> I think that was yeah that was a good conversation thank you so much Gianna for coming on the pod yeah, you're
2: welcome thank you for having me too of
1: course. but before we let you go you oh. already know
2: yeah <laughs> cuz she's you the number one know. fan so oh. she already
1: knows what's coming next.
2: Oh, I do
0: <laughs> do you love the meditation
2: oh hell yeah
0: if you don't feel any pain in the neck Are you sure? Because I'm trying my best to be a pain in the neck right now.
2: (laughs) I need more in my life. Honestly, I need to. The enthusiasm. Because I did some yoga during COVID and, you know, I'm not, shout out to my bad hip, but I'm definitely not flexible. So that's, you know, my, I'd say my (laughs) athletic downfall is not being flexible, but I love, and I know not a lot of people can say this, the end of yoga, where they just make you lay down. Oh, Shavasana. Yeah. Uh, oh. And then I'm just like gone. I have to be like, <laughs> I have to that wake five up. Five minutes where you're just laying
1: there <laughs> is the most peaceful. I transcend. Ever. <laughs>
2: yes. So I'm ready to transcend
1: with you. Guys. We're, we're ready. Yeah. We're Let's ready. Let's
0: transcend. If we could all just close our eyes, if it's safe, think about your most cherished childhood memory.
3: What comes to mind? What you feel? Smell? Who you're with? And stay in that space. Take a deep breath. and slowly release. Allow that exhale to keep you in that moment. And so it lets you feel what you were feeling in that childhood memory. What's important even as adults is that we can connect to our inner child. and find a way to heal that inner child and all of the trauma or abuse or obstacles we may have faced. At the end of the day, you can work through those things. Take another deep breath and exhale with optimism. Because each day is a new day to define who you are. When you're ready, let your eyes flutter open.
1: I felt like I was being hypnotized in that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty hypnotizing. I was, I was, that was awful. <laughs> <Man>.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Is this just meditation? I don't know how to hypnotize
0: else? anyone i'm not even certified to lead a meditation
1: (laughs) i think you're a natural then
2: i'll get her that certification i know
1: do you
0: become certified in uh, meditation or is that just like a natural i think
2: i think in yoga you can but you know um (laughs) i'll write you i'm not i can't legally write a certificate but you know under the table yeah under the table everyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so
0: tell yeah. me your, tell me this is the this is the moment okay this is that my moment and gianna actually <laughs> just tell us what you're grateful for three things go
1: okay three things that i'm grateful for in this moment gianna of course oh, i you. have to go with you <laughs> because it takes a lot to be vulnerable and to talk about these things and We're so thankful to have you on and share your story. And I know you're going to be back on again. I can't (laughs) wait for that. But thank you so much for, for telling your story today. And I would say since we're talking about just like identity and like going through these experiences in life, honestly, I've been through some really bad moments. But I'm thankful for having gone through those because I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be the person I am today without those moments. So grateful for that. Third thing, third thing would be a nice day off tomorrow from work, kind of Amazing. sort of I, I still have to write an article tonight, but uh, <laughs> the norm but tomorrow I have a day off and I'm going to be outside, and I just I can't wait for that. It'll be nice to get out of the house and not look at my computer screen <laughs> but Gianna. Three things, three things for you.
2: I'm glad you went first because then I got to think about it. I'm <laughs> 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 only good with so many on the spot things. Um, <laughs> but You're I will tested. say, I want to say I'm grateful for this podcast, which includes both of you. Um, I've had a really fun time listening to you guys. And as I've said to them before, I really enjoy their dynamic and personality. And it, it's really good friendship duo.
1: Are you talking about us?
2: <laughs> I love it. I no love way. it. It really makes Thank my, you. makes my Monday mornings. No, I love it. Yeah. Very grateful for the podcast and for you guys letting me do this. Um, I can say going with our theme, I'm definitely very grateful for the people I've met in my life that have shaped me to be the person I am today. I'm sure my parents want to be included in that since they, you know, <laughs> but parents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and third, I'm, I'm going to follow Jordan and also say I am, I am really grateful for the things that I've experienced throughout my life. Um, you know, might not be as, as many as other people, but um, I haven't gone to that many places in the world, so I'm experienced on that end. But um, just the situations that I've been in, like I said before, definitely shaped me to be the person I am today and helped with our whole self discovery and yeah. uh, accepting your authentic self, your true self. So I'm grateful all of that but mainly for the podcast shout out to stress podcast <laughs> oh, oh.
1: and we love who you are your oh, true you. self
2: thank you guys so much <laughs> thank you for being
1: your true self i can't imagine you any other way so that's oh. good <laughs> many um
0: both of you your gratitude lists were very profound really yeah, of course. What? I think
2: that's the first time anyone said that about me. I know. <laughs> or found. found. Whoa. <laughs> it's going sound okay, like a Okay, I can't wait to hear yours.
0: <laughs> that's the thing. I think you'll overshadow mine.
1: Oh, never, never. Not when however, it comes to gratitude.
0: However, the first thing I'm grateful for is the fact that someone like Gianna has taken some... At least some positive things from this podcast and is able to call it home in a way that yeah i don't want to get emotional i just i i feel like that's our whole goal to create that community
1: oh god and um no don't get me going (laughs) don't get me going i'm
0: not getting anyone going okay (laughs) But I just, yeah, it just means a lot to be able to share share that with our listeners and that we have guests with courage and, you know, hopefully they get some positive things out of just being on here and talking about things opening up. Yeah. So I'm grateful for, for the platform again and just the relationships we're uh, building and developing. That's awesome Um,
1: because it feels like it's like it's still a small knit yeah and that's what i like about it
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah super personal so yeah i love you man i love you too okay
0: the second thing that i'm grateful for honestly um is the fact that summer is here i'm so that's a big one (laughs) i'm so sick of cold i'm sick of dreary things i just want to be summer
1: Oh, you know what? Hot girl summer. Yeah.
2: You know, hot hot girl summer. summer. It's always summer
1: here. That, that is That's true. why yeah, we're you're like... A,
2: Alex, you're in a place that has an actual climate. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> it was like 91 last you know week over here. <laughs> it was 91 in this She's like, I don't want to feel the cold. I was like, damn, I'm hot all the time. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm in California, it's 70... 70- degrees and I'm like oh my gosh it's cold well, you know
1: at night, at night it drops down normally it's chilly it's chilly at night you gotta throw on your breeze, little jacket but
0: it's dry so you can open the window
1: <laughs> oh I true, love, true, I love true. it. the breeze coming in Yeah, very true that's yeah.
0: just it's just so right you know
1: it's so right that it's yeah if
0: it's wrong I want to be wrong so <laughs> um <laughs> okay number <laughs> three number three <laughs> number three um i'm grateful for my paddle match see it's not as profound as you guys but i'm grateful I for. It. i getting... said i was
1: grateful for a day off so <laughs> that's not fair really enough profound, but...
0: but paddle honestly it was just such a great you know i don't want to use the word release i feel like that's overused in this podcast <laughs> great release this they're releasing everywhere um but it was. And it was great to like be back out there, compete in something where you don't have to move as much as tennis. Yeah. But I still it really highlighted how out of shape I am. So
1: Well, they say like paddle is even harder than tennis yeah, somehow for so, sure. Yeah, I I'm feeling that. Different movements yeah, That's on the body, why. I feel like for it's sure.
0: It's like I'm in a constant just squat.
2: Oh. i could totally see that one <laughs> i know
1: like the bending of the knees like constantly being low and everything's so quick too is the other thing it, yeah it's the other thing <laughs> like jerky you know like oh, oh mm. okay
3: <laughs> that's I'm my so, gratitude i'm list.
1: so happy for you that you got to go out there though and play Thank some paddle me. today that's awesome thanks all right well that was another great episode I can't wait for next week and thank you again for our amazing co-host today
2: thank you for having me will
1: you be back on the pod that's the question oh
2: for sure I mean I can I'm self-aware so I know I could be slightly annoying but I hope (laughs) everyone enjoys it But for sure, I'll give give
1: the gays what they want, as they say. <laughs> we have to take a poll, though. Should Gianna be back? Oh no! <laughs> oh
2: no! The people <laughs> are
1: gonna say no. I have three things. Hold back
2: in. So, like God, Jordan, you're not allowed to do a poll. <laughs> but yes, of course, I'd love to be back on it, and I can't wait to uh, hear the next thing y'all say in the future. <laughs> can't wait to listen to it. Lots of love.
0: Lots of love. All right, mean. All right, mainy Mean
1: nice talk sayonara i will see you next week will you <laughs> yep see you then i think so i'm pretty sure i'm gonna see you in two days so yeah on that note see you
0: until next time